Hey, welcome. If you are visiting, you can relax. You can make yourself at home. We are. This is the last week of our series. Thank you, guys. You can go unless you want to stay the whole time. That's fine as well. <laughs> um, at the movies, we've been looking at um, some some movies that we love and just talking about what might this mean. What what messages might be here for us in terms of um, God's love for us and what it means to follow Jesus. So. I need to give you a warning. The movie that we are watching today has a few like scary bits in it. We're just going a little bit beyond our normal PG. So if you have any little kids who've never seen Star Wars before, <laughs> this is your cue. I'm just letting you know there's a scary guy and some scary things that happen. And uh, But if you've read the Old Testament, and if the Old Testament were a movie, it would be way worse. So I feel like we're fine. <laughs> Everything's fine this morning. <laughs> Who Did anyone grow up with Star Wars? Does everyone know Star Wars? Our Fijian ladies, do you know Star Wars? Okay, cool. Awesome. <laughs> Andrew's like, may the force be with you. No, wrong one. Wrong one. Where's Matthew? He's not here this morning. That's sad. <laughs> um, we have... We had, we have chickens, and uh, our chickens at our house are called Chew Clucker, Princess Leia, Princess Leia, uh, Kylo Hen, and there's one more, Uh, Hen Hen Solo, and we also have Debbie, but that's from um, Lost in Space, and Duncan's not here, so he's the only one who would get that. So, like, we love Star Wars in our family, and we love all things sci-fi, and that's just been part of my upbringing, so that's why I've chosen this movie. Please don't email me. I'm so sorry. It's a little bit scary. It's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Tell the person next to you we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Cool. So, I'm just going to watch the trailer just to set the scene this morning, and then we will get into the word. Everyone Okay. Great, we're all still here, no children are crying. This is great. What a question. In the beginning of the trailer, we hear the question, who are you? What a question. What a story. Good versus evil, personal growth and discovery. Literally every Star Wars movie is the same. It's the same story, but like how many movies are there? I don't even know, 12 or something? Anyone? There's Isaac saying 10. Someone's saying seven. I reckon there's probably ten. There's ten. They're all the same. The same story. Evil, uh, evil, uh, no, not evil winning. Good winning over evil and um, personal growth and discovering. The characters are discovering their place in the world. Like, who am I in the context of the world? And there's the force and there's all of this. Like, I love it. I love it. You know the original soundtrack? Oh, my gosh. All the feels when I hear that. We're going to look at that soon. It's going to be so cool. There are so many good spiritual things that we could talk about with regard to this specific movie, The Force Awakens. Um, but I'm going to just break it down into three elements this morning as, as it pertains to how we like follow Jesus. And if you're not a Christian yet, you can just come along for the journey this morning. So these are the three things that and Josh has already read uh, for us from the Second Corinthians that we just want to look at today. Number one is your past. Number two is your identity, and number three is your melody. So three factors that colour or influence our spiritual life, or if you're already a Christian, the way that you follow Jesus. So number one, say number one, your past. I want to talk a little bit about your past. We already talked about how every Star Wars movie is the exact same movie, but with different characters. (laughs) These characters that we've just seen, I think we have them, Finn and Rey. 
Have we got them there? Right. So these are the, these are the main characters of this movie, uh, The Force Awakens. If, has anyone not seen it? I can't even recommend to go and see it because it's a bit scary and I don't want to receive emails from you <laughs> during the week. <laughs> but if you're brave, you can go watch it. So good. So this is, so Ray over here and this is Finn and they've both come, they've both, the worlds have kind of collided. They've both come from just really horrendous backgrounds. Ray was um, sold as a, like a worker, as a slave by her own family when she was young. It was very sad. Um, and Finn used to work for the baddies, you guys, for the, uh, what's it called? Yes, he was a stormtrooper. I get rid the resistance and the, what is it? The First Order, thank you, the First Order of the baddies. I'm just going to use the terms goodies and baddies, otherwise I will confuse myself and you will also be confused. So <laughs> Finn was working for the baddies and he just decided one day, everything in him, he's just like, oh, I just don't think this is the way that I should be living. I just, he just decided I can't do this. I can't do these things that they're asking, the horrible things that they're asking me to do. And... Um, so that's the recap. Two broken people, two horrendous stories, and they find themselves caught up in this battle. But not just as followers of the resistance, which is the good guys, not just as followers of the good guys, but also they just become significant players in the victory of the resistance over the dark side. So it's all very, it's all very exciting. I would love for us to be living in a Star Wars world. Not joking. It would be the actual best, but we're not. And I've come to terms with that. But we are living in a battle of sorts. Who knows that? We really are. And without being corny, it is just the truth. We are, as it relates to our spiritual destiny and who we are in Christ, and as it relates to God's beautiful, like overcoming, ultimately restorative plans for the world, there is a battle. And so you know this. You're smart people. You know that we all have a choice to grow spiritually um, and it's a simple choice, but it's not easy, am I right? It's a simple choice. We know what we should do, <laughs> but it's not easy. It's not easy. And so I realise I am opening a can of worms this morning referencing these next few things. But beyond today, I would love to actually help you um, along on this journey if this is what you want to do. So please come and see me, okay? And I've got some great books that you can read to help you. So maybe today is just a catalyst for you to begin what I think for most people is a neglected journey. And if that's the case, just don't leave here and forget all about it. Like, let's talk about it. This is what the body of Christ is for. We don't just want to come here every Sunday and hear a funny sermon and be like, oh, that was cool, and then leave, and then we're living the same way again as we were last week. Come on, let's not do that. Let's be the kind of people who are like, we want to grow, and we're going to do that together, and to do that, we need one another. So if you need someone to help you to grow in any of these specific areas that we're going to talk about today, can you just come and see me? Because there's a million, there's not a million, there's hundreds of great people in this church who are ready to go on a journey with you, to read the word with you, to help you unpack your past, to help you understand your identity. Why wouldn't we want that, right? Why wouldn't we want that? Let's just do it. Let's just do it. So there is a book that some of you may have heard of. It's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and it's by, it's by Pete Scazzaro. And he talks in his book about going back in order to go forward, and he writes this of people that he met. This is what he writes. Are you listening? He writes, Why hasn't a lifetime of spirituality in the church, surrounded by the truth of Jesus Christ, transformed deeply their inner lives and marriage? He's talking about people he knows. Where is the rich, abundant fruit of a well-lived life? 
Why are so many of us living lives with deeply entrenched parts of us apparently untouched by the power and the mercy of Jesus? One critical ingredient relates to our need to go back in order to go forward. Did you know that more than any influence in your whole life, you will know this, your family of origin, your parents, your siblings if you had them, are the most significant contributor to your life. They're the most significant force, if you like, that shapes you and that, um, you know, this is how you came into the world, right? This is your original context. This is really, really quite a big thing. And some of us will love that. Some of us will be like in this room this morning, like, I love my family. This is awesome. Anyone you just like love your family? It's the actual best. Just two of us. Awesome. <laughs> I love my family. Dad, if you're listening, you're the best. My dad used to randomly walk around the house just and break out in... Um, uh, the, what is the, the Darth Vader? Dun, 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 dun. He just used to do that down the hallway. So that was my life and it was awesome. And um, so some of us will love that thought that our family of origin, that is the biggest shaper really of us in our early life. And some of us will hate that. Some of us have had experiences that we should not have had. And it wasn't fair and it wasn't good and it wasn't right. And, and that's the way that God sees it as well. It shouldn't have happened. He was with you, but it wasn't fair and it wasn't good. And he would never call it good because it wasn't. So I just want to acknowledge that. We all have these experiences. Even if you were raised in a great family, somewhere along the line we have experiences like this where we're like, this isn't good and this isn't fair. But it shapes us either way. So even if you left home as a young adult, maybe, and just tried to, you're like, I'm never going to live this way. I'm out of here. I'm out of this family. This is stupid. I'm going to do things a different way. Even if you did that, chances are that those same patterns and those same ways of thinking eventually work their way back into your life, even as an adult. And I'm sure you're aware, I'm aware of these things, things that happen in my family that have made me respond a certain way, that have made me think a certain way, and you probably have them too. No doubt you have them. He also writes, the great news of Christianity is that your family of origin does not determine your future. God does. What has gone before you is not your destiny. The most significant language in the New Testament for becoming a Christian is adoption into the family of God. How good is that? The best family. It is a radical new beginning. When we place our faith in Christ, we are spiritually reborn by the Holy Spirit into the family of Jesus. And we are transferred out of darkness into the kingdom of light. So maybe you're in a situ situation today where it's long overdue for you to start thinking about these things. <laughs> you know that your upbringing has affected you in a certain way. And mine has too. And for all of us. And maybe we've just neglected that, but maybe today it's just time to have, just to consider that. That's all. That's all I'm asking. If we are to be healthy people who follow Jesus in a way that is compelling to the world, let's just be the kind of people who are like, okay, I'm going to address this in my family. It's scary and it's hard and it's not easy, but it's a simple choice. And I'd love to help you in that area if that's something that you want to explore. Because in God's family, success is, not, is defined by being faithful to God's purposes for your life. We are called to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else he promises will be added to us. God declares that we are lovable. This is Pete writing. We are good enough in Christ 
And so discipleship, say discipleship. Discipleship then is working these truths into our practical everyday lives. God help us. God help us on this journey, right? It's a good, worthwhile, hard, messy journey. It's a good, worthwhile journey. So number two, so we just talked about our past a little bit. Massive can of worms. If in, in your brain, the worms are probably like sprawling all over the floor right now and wriggling around. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Let's keep talking about it, hey? If this has sparked something in you this morning, there's something in my past that I need to deal with. We think of Ray and Finn, horrendous backgrounds, but somehow they end up on this, on this uh, what do I want to say? They end up on this course together. Um, that is beyond just for themselves, like it's for the galaxy, it's for the world. And, you know, we don't, maybe it's just, we just say it's for our world. Your health and how you follow Jesus and um, how you heal from what has happened in your family. It's not just for you, although it is. And praise God for that. He wants you to be whole. He wants to heal you in those places. He loves you. He loves you. And it's not just for you. There's other people who need to hear your story about how things were a mess and God healed you. There's other people who need to heal that. So we're going to take a moment to pray about that. Afterwards, I realise I've opened that can of worms. Number two, (laughs) your identity. We're about to watch a clip now. We've just talked a little bit about our past. We're going to talk about who we are now, who we are in Christ. And uh, we'll go straight to the next clip. Thanks, guys. Oh, I love it. Do you love it? I love Finn and Poe. They are my favourites. Oh, I love it so much. And this scene just made me like, oh, I just love it. I love it so much. I love this part of the movie. I love where Poe the pilot gives Finn a new name because he's never had a name before. He's never had a name before. And um, I love it because it reminds me that just like we've talked about, when we decide to follow Jesus, we now have a new set of associations. No matter what anyone else has said about us or called us before, that's in the past now and we have a new set of associations. Whatever labels previously stuck to us, they do do not any longer have any sticking power. No more, no more. Let's not be the ones that take those old labels and put them back on ourselves. Hey, let's not do that. And Poe says to Finn, well, I'm not using that name. I'm going to call you Finn. This is your new name. I love it. I love it. And I wonder... For you and I, as the people of God, when we see newly adopted members come into this family, when we see people who um, they get saved for the first time and they get baptized and all of this kind of thing, I wonder if you and I could be, we could be the kind of church and the kind of people who say, we're not calling you that anymore. This is who you are. You're a new person. You're a new creation. I wonder if we could speak that way for one another. Even if you are a Christian and your head is kind of stuck in the past or whatever it is for you, I wonder if we could just help our brothers and sisters in Christ to call ourselves as we actually are and not by the labels of our past. Would that be cool? Do you reckon we could do that together? Because sometimes we forget, hey... Sometimes we forget and we fall back on an identity that we used to believe of ourselves outside of being loved and known by God. Um, In this movie, Ray is talking to Han Solo, which I think I might have a quick clip for. And um, he's talking about the, she thinks it's a myth, Luke Skywalker and the force and, you know, the good side and the bad side. She's like, it's it's just a myth. I've heard stories, but it's a myth. And like Han looks her in the eyes and tells her this. I think we've got one more clip. Oh, sad. That's it. (laughs) He's like, the Force, the Jedi, all of the things that you've heard about this battle that's seemingly invisible, that our culture has forgotten about, it's all real. 
Oh, I love that. When I heard that, it just made me want to grab my friends and family around the shoulders and say just that. It's true. It's true. It's all real. The God who loves us and who has forgiven us and has the power to shape our everyday lives and the battle that Jesus has won over sin and the grave, it's all true. It's all true. I love it. I know. You can scream and shout if you like. Oh, that this physical life is actually deeply spiritual. It's all true. Let's not forget it. (laughs) Let's not forget it. For the first time I heard this, my heart sank a little because I realised that even as a society here in Australia, we've just forgotten. Like, we've just forgotten. Not just that there there is a deeply spiritual side to life that we largely ignore, don't we, as Australians. It's all about the physical. It's all about the immediate. But our cultural consumerism, that's what we use to fill the void, hey? And it's not working. And sometimes even we who call ourselves Christians, amongst the cultural noise, we have forgotten who we are as followers of Jesus and as deeply loved children belonging to God. This is the greatest and truest and most ultimate thing about you. It's the greatest thing. (laughs) And if it is, it changes how we perceive ourselves to be. No longer do our physical attributes or our intellectual competencies or our socially constructed popularity dictate to us who we are and who we are not. It's not that anymore. We have forgotten the high price that Jesus paid for us, which places such value and worth on us. But we have remembered over and over again that thing that that person said to us on the 5th of July, 1981 at 2 p.m. Anyone? You think about that sometimes at night time? Oh, they said this to me. Oh, they said that to me. I've had those things and you, you know what they are already. And uh, you're not alone because we all have those things that we remember. Words that people spoke over us that weren't necessarily true, but that just came from another broken person because who knows broken people? Hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. That's right. And whole people heal people. So some of those things that were spoken over you, they're not the truth, but you remember them. But let's not give those things priority over this beautiful, um, true fact that Jesus has given everything for us. This is what matters more than what that person said to you all of those years ago, than the label that they gave you all of those years ago. Let's not be the people who live according to that. So we talked about identity a couple of weeks ago and we said that so much of our identity, especially if you are like 20 years old or younger, So much of our identity, it comes from, like it's curated online, right? It's curated online. And um, we think that identity is what you put out there for others to evaluate, to tell you whether you're pretty enough, whether you're rich enough, whether you're good enough, all of those things, so that they get to decide whether we are worthy contributors to to society. (laughs) And it's a personal identity that we create that's based on temporary things, How utterly ridiculous. Why do we do this to ourselves? So silly. What you wear, how you look, how your family has always done things, how much money you have, how many likes, your photo-worthy house, your job, even your sexual desires. Things that change like the wind, guys. Let's be honest. We think that we are clever to build our identities around those things but we're not. (laughs) Do you know that being a follower of Jesus is the only framework 
as far as the value of a person, which says to you, you don't have to work for your identity. You don't have to lay before it or curate it yourself. I am giving you a new identity. (laughs) The best. I have a whole bunch. There's a big, long list, Abby, of all of the things that you are in Christ. If you're a Christian, you can probably hardly see it. I'm so sorry. I'll email it to everyone this week. (laughs) All of these things. This is your new identity. I'll read some of them to you. Romans chapter 15, you are accepted. John chapter 15, you are chosen. Galatians chapter 4, you are free. 1 John chapter 1, you are forgiven. 2 Corinthians, which we've just read. Thank you, Josh. You are a new person. John chapter 1, you are a child of God. Genesis 1, you are made in God's image. (laughs) So wonderful. All of these truths. I'll put it on social and I'll email it to you all this week. We said, um, do you remember a few weeks ago when we did How to Train Your Dragon? Um, We said no amount of Instagramming or money-making or popularity or perfectionism has any bearing on this kind of identity. None of it. None of it. Our identity as newly accepted children of God belonging to him in all God's power and security is given to us. All of this is given to us freely. Thank you, God, for that. Culture will call us out when we don't conform to it and labels us as cultural failures, but God calls us upward. God calls us upward and he calls us by our true identities, sons and daughters belonging to him, truly known, deeply loved and born on purpose. Number three, say number three. We're nearly there. Your identity. I'm going to ask Kesh to come as well if you can. The music, we're going to deviate a little bit from like all of this inner stuff that I have now stirred up. Thanks, Kez. Great job. Um, to our outer expression of our faith. And um, we're going to now look at a clip of some orchestra pieces. I know, Shani, I'm so excited for you. You're going to cry. You're going to love this. Um, We're going to look at some of the music behind Star Wars because the music of Star Wars is recognised all over the world, right? If you hear it, you know what it is. You remember Luke Skywalker. You remember the TIE fighter battles. You remember all the things and it's so exciting and you just remember all of the emotions and like the victory and all of it it comes back to you when you hear this music. And um, it doesn't matter what, what country, whatever country you're in, it's just everywhere. Everyone knows it. And similarly, Christianity has a sound. Following Jesus sounds like something and looks like something. And I wonder if we, maybe we assess our melody today. What is it that we are playing? We're going to talk a little bit further about that, but we'll just watch this next clip. So cool. Who loved that? So good. (laughs) So wonderful. So similarly, Christianity has a sound. We recognise the Star Wars music. We know what it's about. We know the characters. We know the vibe. We know all about it. And we want our lives to be the same as Christians. What is the sound? What is the sound that people should be hearing? John Dixon in his book, Bullies and Saints, An Honest Look at the Good and Evil of Christian History. It's really amazing if you haven't read it. He alludes to the melody of Christ. The melody of Christ. And he calls it the beautiful tune. And he, and he reminds us of Jesus' new challenge to us, like a new way of being human. Jesus says some really surprising and shocking things to humanity that they've never heard before. One of them is love your enemies. (laughs) Love your neighbour. 
in a culture that we didn't really think about our neighbor, love your neighbor. And in 1 John we read, God's love was revealing among us in this way, that God sent his only son into the world that we might have life through him. Not that we loved, but that he loved us and he sent his son to be an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Since God loved us so much, we ought to love one another. What does that sound like? What does that look like? John Dixon writes in his book, I hardly need to repeat that Christians have not followed this moral logic, this melody, with anything like the consistency that we might have hoped for over the years, over the generations. Nor have they been quick to acknowledge the log in their eye as their master demanded. Yet despite everything, the original moral logic of Christianity did make its presence felt in every century on record. Even when the church was at its most cruel, like God forgive us, the reformers popped up and they called everyone into account and they pointed people back to the way of Christ. Enough ordinary believers heeded that call to redouble on the Christian effort to preach in new lands, to establish charities, to build hospitals, to educate the masses. Our world has been demonstrably transformed by it. Jesus Christ wrote a beautiful composition. Christians have not performed it consistently well. Sometimes they were badly out of tune. But the problem with a hateful Christian is not their Christianity. It is their departure from it. It's sobering, hey? (laughs) It's sobering. And so my encouragement for us today is that we would be people who play the beautiful tune, the message of Jesus, before we sing a lesser, shallow, humanistic song. We've touched on our past and our identity and their good and necessary things. Don't forget to come see me. Let's begin this journey. Let's get healed. Let's be people who are whole. And they're good and necessary things to explore. But let's just talk about our melody just for a second and then we're finishing up. Because the gospel is for us, but like we've talked about, it's also for others. We are his ambassadors, we read. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation, verse 20 from what Josh has read. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. So what is your tune like today? (laughs) What's your tune like? Are you and I playing the beautiful tune well or terribly? And we can be honest. (laughs) Or just okay enough that it's like not hurting your neighbor's ears or bothering the ones you love. But it's not bringing the true beauty and power of Christ either. God help us. There's room for learning and there's room for failing and there's forgiveness. Just like when a child is learning an instrument. Any parents, your child has learned an instrument. Zoe learnt um, violin for a little while. That was a fun time. (laughs) Because I'm just desperate to be a body of believers who play the beautiful tune so well and who are not a victim to their past and to, who know to whom we belong. Imagine a body of believers like that. Not just one that goes through the motions each Sunday morning but remains unchanged. I don't want that, do you? I don't want that. 
the people we love and the ones who don't yet follow Jesus, they need more from us than that. They need more from us than a broken, undisciplined tune. They need to hear the beautiful melody of Christ. And I say this with all the love in my heart. You know, you know I love you. (laughs) So I wonder if we just stand and take a moment to respond. And I do want to pray for you. If you are someone who you've been ruled by your past, that's a whole thing and I get it. And we all have those things. And I do want to pray for you. If you have held on to a lesser identity than who you are in Christ, I want to pray for you. And I also want to pray for us, (laughs) if you would be willing, for the desire that we would play the beautiful tune well. And maybe we've been playing the beautiful tune. It's just been a bit sketchy, you know, (laughs) and it's okay. So I wonder if you just take a moment, just still your heart before the Lord. I don't just want to go through the motions and go away, go back to my normal life tomorrow morning. Help us, God. Help us, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you begin to change us? Holy Spirit, would you begin to stir us? God, I pray for each one of us, including myself, we have been, where we have been tied to our past in such a way that we have not been able to be whole. God, we know it's such a huge journey, but you are ready and you are willing to do that with us. Help us, God. Give us the bravery to talk to someone this week. Give us the bravery to say, I don't want to be held to this anymore. Help us, God. Help us, Holy Spirit, begin that process. Bring people around us, Holy Spirit, who are the right ones to speak into our lives, who are the right ones to call us beyond where we are so that we would let go of all that is holding us back, God. And for those of us here who we've held to a lesser identity, what we look like, what our family is like, whatever it is, whatever ridiculous cultural thing it is, Jesus, we just lay it at your feet now and we say, we're so sorry, God. We're so sorry for holding that as dear instead of truly understanding and truly clinging to who we are in you, in Jesus. We just love you. Thank you, God, for who we are in Christ. Teach us, God, lead us in those things that we would not forget them. And for those of us here who we've, we've been following you, Jesus, for ages, but our beautiful tune, it isn't as beautiful. It isn't as beautiful as you are, Jesus. Would you help us? God, our desire as people, as followers of Jesus, and just even as this little church in Armadale, is just to be those people who play the beautiful tune in a way that truly represents you, Jesus that truly represents the healing and the hope and the forgiveness that you have for everybody. Help us, God. Help us, Holy Spirit. Convict us when necessary, Holy Spirit. We humble ourselves before you. And as you lovingly convict us, Holy Spirit, would you help us to respond quickly? 
So I thank you, God, for each person here. And whatever it is that you are speaking to each person this morning, because it's not nothing, it's something. (laughs) Whatever that something is, Holy Spirit, would you continue to remind us? Would you continue to lead us in that? For those who are ready to pursue healing from their past, Holy Spirit, give them the boldness to do something about that this week. Go talk to someone. Go visit someone. Do what you need to do. Go see a counsellor. Give us that boldness, God. Give us a boldness to play the beautiful tune well. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And the whole church said, amen, amen, amen. So I truly mean what I said. If you are ready to make that journey with regards to whatever has happened in your past, then you just need to let go of that. Today is the day. Come on, let's not play around any longer, hey? God has healing in store for you. Let's not neglect that journey. If you need to talk to someone about that, you can come and see me and I'll set you on the right path. Go home, don't watch Star Wars. It'll scare your children. (laughs) Thank you, God. We're gonna head out for coffee. Come see me. Come pray with someone over in this corner and the band's just gonna play for us. We're free, we're free. Forever we're free.